So good morning all, this is Blonde Haired Girl and I wanted to do a podcast. I had been woken up by yet another what I perceive to be scammer. I call them my Insta scammers. <laughs> it's been the year of Insta scamming for me. Um, these people have approached me um, on Instagram. Typically, they try and and contact me through an instant message, and sometimes they stay on Instagram, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they end up um, taking me over to WhatsApp or. Um, or uh, other like texting type um, websites and I'm just going to come clean with this one uh, I, I really haven't been sharing necessarily the people who have been doing this but I mean who they've been representing but this one was Keanu Reeves this person got on my instant message and under the name of Keanu Reeves and said, um, and then brought, I contacted him. He gave me his number, contact him on, um, on my WhatsApp and had been texting him for a couple of days. This person that I felt very certain was not him. And I got woken up because he had called me. He called me several times tonight, whoever he is. And they are really, really good at what they do. They, um, they have actually found a way to like have a video of him and then they're talking, but they're showing me a video of him and the lips are like, like, it doesn't add up. Like, I can tell that this isn't who's talking, um, hoping that I will finally believe that it is him. But what I really want to get into in this podcast has to do with basically the law of attraction. So... There is this universal law, and it is, it is not unlike the law of gravity in that it is, it is, um, it is equally to everyone according to their beliefs, and it is unbiased, it is not biased, it's not um, I'm trying to think of the word and it has just completely escaped me right at the moment. Um, and I, I'm upset that I can't recall the word, but I just can't. So, so what is happening is, is that we are the creators of our reality. We have been taught that there is this objective reality out there and 
we are living in it. But it's completely the opposite. We, everyone is in their own reality, literally. Everyone has their own perception. Everyone has their own timelines. Everyone is in their own subjective reality. <laughs> there is no objective reality like we think or we've been told there is. So our senses actually kind of fool us in a way because we are generally living by what we see and, and which sort of makes sense, right? Like, you know, whatever's around us, we're living by what we see. But it's kind of, it's kind of fooling us because there's so much more going on than what we actually see. Everything is energy and everything is down to these atoms and, and everything is vibrating. And there is so much that we cannot perceive, we cannot recognize um, because of our senses. Our senses are really limited. So what is happening for us is what had been happening for me my entire life until about a year and a half ago was that I was basically just I, I sort of knew about this elusive law of attraction. I mean, I did. I sort of knew that there, that I was, well, I knew I was being taken care of. I knew that everything would ultimately work out for me, that I knew that when I asked, it was given as a generality. I just couldn't quite figure out how to make that lapse a lot more like to pull in the gap so that my so that whatever I asked for was was given more quickly because there was this like huge lapse between the asking and the actual receiving and I'm going to give an example of this so I wanted to park my car in my garage. I really, really wanted to park my car in my garage, but I had all of this crap in my garage. I had moved and I had like mattresses and box springs and, you know, just all of this crap and I could not park in my garage. Um, but I ended up like moving stuff around. I got rid of a bunch of stuff and I moved some stuff around and I was able to park my car, but I was still having trouble getting in and out of my car because of the crap in my garage. But I just didn't want to ask my friends who had a truck because I thought I had to take it to the dump. And I didn't want to ask my friends. I was like, well, how am I going to get this crap to the dump? So one day I'm driving home, like, like months later, like I'm, I want to say like nine months later, I'm driving home from, from wherever I'm driving home. And I see these, these people in close to my neighborhood with, there's all this crap in their garage. There's all this crap 
I mean, in their front lawns, like sitting in their front lawns. And I'm like, well, gosh, maybe I could get my crap over to this yard, you know. (laughs) Obviously, their stuff is being picked up. So I get home and my neighbor, who's like one of my dearest friends, my neighbor is like, oh, yeah, you've got to get your stuff out to the street. They're coming. They're coming on this day. And if you put your stuff out, they will come get it. So that's what I did. I said, I put, I put all my crap out and, you know, on the street and off it went. So it got worked out, right? But it took nine months to get worked out. And it's not that I'm ungrateful that it worked out. I'm very grateful that it worked out. But I'm trying to figure out how to pull in that lack because I feel like I wait a lot in my life. I feel like my life has just become sort of this strange waiting game. And it's not that I'm not doing anything because, you know, I do, I'm a very, very active person. I have five projects going on. (laughs) I have five projects. And so, so it's not like I'm not, not active. It's not that it is that I have not yet learned how to, how to do this law of attraction thing. I haven't mastered it yet. Not a master at this law of attraction, but I am practicing every day. So in my quest for the life of my dreams, there is a big part of that that includes a male life partner, a love romantic life partner. I am really, really excited to share my life with someone. I'm really excited for that experience. And so I have been putting it out to the universe and there has actually been one person in particular that I have really been asking to experience. There has been one person. However, this person has not yet come into my physicality. Um, And so I have been on a journey. I don't know what will ever come of that. Um, I have been practicing this law of attraction. I have synchronicities with that particular person still quite often. Um, however, on this journey, I have been trying to not keep myself completely closed off to other opportunities. So when a man such as Keanu Reeves, um, would approach me on, on, you know, Instagram and I am me and, um, who are you? I want to know more about you. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, I'm not going to refuse something like that. So knowing all the while that this could possibly not be him. And tonight I am just utterly convinced it's not. I mean, I, I just, it, it just, it wasn't him. It's not him. Um, and I had over the last year, year had several p- 
people um, contact me that would be people that would be very, very significant to me one way or another. Like, you know, a friend of mine had suggested that they just look through my my Instagram and they see who's on there um, and they pretend to be that person. So I'm basically being catfished. This is what they call, um, there's a show called Catfished where they somebody pretends to be somebody else and they carry on these lengthy relationships and it can be quite painful for actually I'm guessing both but um so I'm trying to figure this out though with with the law this law um (laughs) Why I continue to be catfished in, instead of like having the actual person contact me at this point. Um, and then people, you know, say to me, oh, well, just stick with people who are organic that like you're meeting in your physicality. Well, over the last year, I have had you know, actually a year, a year and a half, two years, I've had, I've had issues with that. I've had issues with, with people, um, that I've actually met around town physically that this has, has been the case as well. That for one reason or another, they I perceive them to have like misrepresented themselves um and and it's been really weird friends I am just saying it has been the weirdest stuff that has taken place at the time I didn't know what was happening I I didn't know I didn't know that I was the creator necessarily of my well, actually, I have to say that I sort of did because I was practicing this. I was practicing this this for a while, and I so when people would come into my physicality um, with these certain traits, I would I would take it that that person had come out of my and my creation, my actual creation. Um, and like the last person that I was married to. So it was really weird how I met him, actually. Um, sometimes I would go on dating websites. I would go on dating websites to like change my energy and my real life because I live in a really small town with a pretty small pool of of potential dates and even smaller given who I am and um I mean they're just so (laughs) so I would go on a dating website to sort of put it out you know that I'm I'm you know I'm I would I'm open for a relationship or whatever and then I would get off I would get off match or match or whatever dating website that I was on. 
And I had done this many, many, many times and really had, I had met some like really nice people, some like really strange events too, but um, I, I really wasn't intending necessarily to meet someone on that. I mean, it would be nice, but whatever. So I had done this again and, but then this person had emailed me. So I was off of, of, of match and I would periodically get these emails from men more often than not, they were in their seventies, which there's nothing wrong with being in your seventies. But at the time I was, I was in my, like, I think I was 50 and I didn't really want to date somebody who was 20 years older than I am. Well, unless he was utterly extraordinary, which is a possibility, but I, you know, I wasn't really interested in that, but there was this guy who, who emailed me. So he emails me and I, I, I read, I, I kind of peruse his, 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 um, his profile and I end up getting back to him. I'm like, this guy's kind of interesting. I wonder who he is. So I end up giving him my phone number and he texts me. So we have these back and forth text exchanges for not very long. I'm guessing maybe about 45 minutes. And he says something about astrology. And um, I remember at the time thinking, well, this is a barrier for me because he was a sign that would be really, really, really challenging for me. And not that I'm hugely into astrology, I'm just saying, but I think there is some validity to it. Maybe my belief in it makes it so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so he ends up saying, we don't seem like a good match. Like, so, you know, basically we're not a good match and, you know, whatever. So I go back. And I look at his profile again, and I read through it pretty, and I'm thinking, you know, I really think I'd like to meet this person. So I go back and I, and I, I text him and I say, you know, I read your profile again, and I really think that you should meet me or we should meet or something. And then he comes back really flippantly. Oh yeah, well, you never know unless you meet blah, blah, blah. And I just was done. I'm like, oh, you know, fine. Bye. Like, I don't have time for ambivalence. I mean, I really don't. Um, at this point I, I was really, really learning self-love. I was, I was in the best place that I had ever been physically, mentally, spiritually, I, I was in a really great space. And so if a guy didn't know that I was amazing, I didn't have time for him. I didn't, I didn't want any ambivalence in my life. So I disappear. He never hears from me again and I never intend to really talk to him again. So 
I go out with my friend, and um, um, it was like a Friday night. I go out with my friend, and I have like a really, really great time. We go out. We end up. She ends up meeting this guy, who's just like breezing through town. We end up like hanging out. The three of us end up hanging out, and uh, we. It was just crazy fun. We ended up going to like this. Uh, this um, country western bar and he's dancing with both of us <laughs> it was so funny it was really really a fantastic night but anyway um, and I think I didn't get home till like 3 in the morning which is really unlike me um, so I said you know do you mind if we, we go out again on Saturday night so I, I like I, so we go out again on Saturday night and we're in this bar, and I just say to my friend, I said, you know, do you mind if we leave? Because for some reason, I just didn't want to be there. So we're walking down on what is called Whiskey Row in our town. <laughs> and there's this one of these, I, I tend to go to bars by the band. So I always like to listen to the band. I want to know who's playing. So I we, we walk by this very famous bar. And I'm standing in front trying to figure out what band it is. And and I see out of the corner of my eye the guy from Match. I see this guy from Match. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, God, there is the ambivalent guy from Match. I'm going to pretend like I don't recognize him. <laughs> and so, anyway, the next thing I know, he's like, aren't you... Jamie and so I'm forced to face this I'm forced to face this situation and it was the weirdest night it was a really really weird night of energy like I couldn't tell if he was interested in me or if he was interested in my friend but anyway I had the opportunity to um to uh, to tell him that I didn't have time for ambivalence and that I, you know, um, and by the time the evening was over, I had gotten, he had got my phone number and we had made plans to have dinner the next night. And the dinner the next night just turned into, basically we were together from then on. We were just together. I um, we had a whole lot in common, um, and I just really, really loved him very, very much. I loved him so much. Um, he had asked me to marry him very quickly, and we were married at a at a creek in Sedona in a really, really sweet. Um, ceremony that I didn't invite hardly anyone to because I didn't want anybody to steal my joy. I, I really thought that my friends and family would be, you know, how stupid are you to do such a thing? And it felt like at the moment the most sane thing that I could have ever done. However, um, it didn't end well. It didn't. Um, but I think that it not ending well had more to do with 
actually the law of attraction that we collectively, the two of us, were not able to really stay um, in our best selves together, uh, I guess. Um, we just, I, I saw him as flippant and ambivalent throughout the relationship. I mean, there were moments and times where I felt like he got he got it, but a lot of times I didn't. And it was a very painful relationship for me. I mean, I cried a lot even during the relationship, but the ending of it just like killed me. I, I just, I was so crushed. I was so crushed, but it led to what I perceive a, some, some degree of enlightenment experience for me because when I, I had gone to bed in despair, I was really, really low. I, um, I was just in just utter despair. I went to bed and I ended up waking up literally seemingly levitating. I don't know if I was levitating or not, but that's what it felt like. And I was immersed in the love of God. I was completely immersed, completely surrounded, completely taken over by the love of what I call God, the divine, the creator, love itself had completely taken me over. <laughs> and I was changed. I was changed. I, I woke up the next day and I was just different. And I would never be the same again. Never. I would never be the same again after having... And I, and I go back into that. I can only stay there for times. Not that I don't... I'm not generally happy, but... I can only stay in that blissful state for a certain amount of time because it is really, 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 um, to contain it is very, very, um, I, I, I can't even describe it, but anyway, so that led to my, my year of these synchronicities. I have these synchronicities. I actually have them daily. Um, where I see numbers, I see symbols, I see, um, you know, like I've talked about some of them on my YouTubes and on Instagram, like, but like, so it's so interesting, this thing. So I listened to Brian Real of, I mean, Brian Rose of London Real quite often about daily. Um, I think that his YouTube channel is amazing. Um, and I think that he has reached a level of excellence in his life that I, I would like to emulate. He is somebody that I, I highly respect. So I was watching one of his, well, actually listening in my car to one of his podcasts. I mean, his YouTube's. 
and I'm, he was talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He said why everyone should learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So at the time I was staying, I, I stay at an Airbnb in, in Phoenix. I don't live in Phoenix, but I, I stay at an Airbnb when I work. I come down to Phoenix to, to work a few, like half the week. So I'm driving back to my Airbnb. I'm listening to to London Real on YouTube talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And within 10 minutes, I see a sign right down the street from where I'm staying for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Honestly, what are the chances of that? The chances of that are, are so small. So small. And it even gets a little weirder with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I was taking... My son had a soccer tournament and I'm driving down the street and I see this sign for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for kids. It was so funny. But anyway, so... Um, so I've, I've started the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So I, 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 I go for a walk one day. I had gotten down the website and I had, you know, downloaded, well, I had like made a copy of the, of the schedule, but I didn't, um, I was really intimidated by it all. I didn't know which one I should do. Like I was like, I just don't even know how this works. But one day I took a walk and I went over there and there were all these people and families and I went inside and I met the most amazing person there. He is just utterly amazing. And he and I had a lengthy conversation because here's the thing. I I didn't want to necessarily do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu jiu-jitsu for jiu-jitsu I wanted to learn how to control my mind how to control my mind like so while you're doing this sport you have to focus you have to focus you have to focus quite a bit and so um, but what I really want to focus on is if we are the creators of our reality, can we move things with our mind? Can we move, like say, move a rock with our mind? Um, and I'm going to be talking about this a lot more because this is, this is my focus right now in my practice, in my spiritual practice of the way that I believe that we are supposed to be living, living, which is as creators of really, really, really happy, joyful lives. Because I'm learning, I'm learning the art of creation. And so, because I had started to want to move rocks there, there was that movie, um, The Last of the Jedi, where the girl, the character Ray, was actually able to move rocks with her mind. 
And if we are the creators of our reality, it is my belief that we can create anything. And we can like heal our bodies. We can, um, the sky is really the limit as to what we could do. I mean, the sky is the limit. Um, and so it sort of all like comes together with, with that I had this thought months ago about moving rocks. I had actually looked into martial arts before I had heard Brian Rose talking about um, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and then staying at the Airbnb, seeing the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And um, now I have joined, and this is another really weird thing, is that they have a sister, a sister like program where I actually live. I mean, what are the chances that they would have a sister program there? But they do. So I was able to join both gyms. And so I, I've been taking classes in both places. And I, I'm really enjoying it. I do have to admit that, that it's pretty intense. It's, it's a pretty intense sport. And, it, it, and I'm learning all of these different things. And I'm walking away and I can't remember. Like, I learn it while I'm there, I do it while I'm there, but then when I leave, I can't remember what I did. Um, And I've taken every class that I can take. Um, It's been just a really, really great journey for that. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this is just one of the, like, I have these synchronicities happen all the time that I just think are crazy. like another thing that had happened was I recently I had I had on my on my um, Instagram I get this thing on the UN um, United Nations and then I started getting things about jobs with the United Nations which is something that I'm interested in but they're talking about internships and I would need it would be fun to have a paying job with the UN, not a, not a volunteer job right at this time in my life. Um, and the other day I'm, I'm driving along, I look up and damned if I don't see a bumper sticker that has the UN on it. I mean, I have these things happen like, like with symbols, like I had put this, this app on my phone because I had received a, um, a meditation and my text messages and it brought me over to this app and there was this image on this app and then I just saw it on a truck the other day I saw that image on a truck the other day like I mean it's happened bluebirds rainbows numbers um, it just happens like every day these amazing um, I just feel like I'm starting to feel like I have talked about in these podcasts and in my YouTubes, I talk about um, us being in this like womb, being cared for, like, like 
I had heard this from Wayne Dyer. I've act I actually heard it from Wayne Dyer, and I think to some degree Abraham Hicks. I'm not sure, though. But I had heard him talk about how, you know, we are cared for in the womb, our mother's womb, and then we come out, but we are still, like, in the womb of God, that we are still cared for as if we were in the womb throughout our life. And it's not that we don't do things. It's not that we sit in our living room. But we go out and we, we live. We go out and we live. We live a life. We go out. We meet people. We eat dinner. We move our bodies. We interact with other people. We interact with the planet. We get to, like... Um, swim in pools of water. We get to ski. We get to experience this life. And it's about the experience of the life that are, that some part of us comes into this body, to this planet, so that we can live and experience I, I had thought for a while that this law of attraction and us being the creators of our, of our lives, our reality, um, I often thought that it was a bit ominous too because that means that we're creating everything that is seemingly bad as well. So... When, when things seemingly fall apart in our life, we've created that as well for some reason. You know, I have this friend, um, that this neighbor friend who has been going through this breakup and he's been really upset. Um, it's like, I think that we actually create breakups. Um, I think maybe even in some way it's kind of a mutual thing although I would tell you my the breakup with my former spouse I I don't know why I would have done that but it it ended and so I guess it had to end um and and I will never be with him again I I never I, I will never be with him again but I loved him very dearly um, but even though we think that like somebody has done something and we can't be with them anymore or whatever, we created that because a lot of times we, if you really think about it, we've been unhappy for a long time before that. We haven't been really happy. We haven't been really happy with this person for a while. <laughs> And so, and so like in our mind, it's just helpful. Oh, they broke up with me. Well, like so that we don't have to take responsibility for the fact that we've been unhappy for maybe even years and now it's ending, it's painful, you know, but let's just get on. Let's just get on with our lives, you know. And so this seemingly like we create these bad things, like why would I create a car crash? Like, why would I create, why would I want to participate in such a thing? Why would I, why would we create these things? But 
I think that we do. And and in looking at it, we create it through our expectancy or you know, it's like being very, very picky with our thoughts. So there's this Sylvia Plath. Um, I absolutely love Syl- Sylvia Plath. I'm sorry, I kind of go from topic to topic because stuff just comes to mind. <laughs> but this is on the topic. So um, so Sylvia Plath had, had said something, and I'm paraphrasing, of the nature of, I wish I could try on lives like I try on dresses to see how, how it fits. Um, and now I, I've kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, so us trying these thoughts and these feelings, being as picky about them as, as our thoughts, like, like, cause because Esther Hicks had said something of this, you know, Abraham Hicks, they have said that, that we're picky about our clothes, we're picky about this, picky about that, but we're not picky about our thoughts. Um, because our thoughts turn to our feelings, which turn to our realities. So what I've been trying to do, actually, for the last, um, actually, 24 hours is sort of like, well, first of all, lightening up. Lightening up because life is actually supposed to be fun. Life is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be this, like, heavy, you know, everything's horrible thing. I mean, we've been told it's all about suffering, but that's not true. It's not all about suffering. It's not supposed to be about suffering. Um, but... But me also just choosing the thoughts that feel good. It's like the clothing. Like yesterday, I was wearing this outfit that I generally liked, but I had this tank on that was like slightly too tight, and it kept rolling up all day. And I was like, ah, that's what I'm talking about. It's that nagging thought. It's that nagging negative thought of disbelief or dissatisfaction that keeps us from the life of our dreams. We only want to stay with the thoughts that feel right and feel good. Just like our clothing. So when we pick out our clothing for the day, we only pick out clothing that feels good on us because you know how it is when you put something on and you just feel uncomfortable all day. We don't want to feel uncomfortable all day anymore. It's like the learning, the process of the, the feeling our way into, into what it is that we want to experience and choosing our wardrobe, choosing our thoughts very carefully and going to what, what, S, what Abraham Hicks would say is the best, better feeling thought in every given moment. The better feeling thought always just to the next best feeling thought. So instead of, you know, my life sucks 
instead of thinking that, thinking, I'm having a sucky moment. <laughs> a sucky moment out of a lot of really great moments. That's a lot better feeling than my life just sucks. <laughs> and on that note, I am going to end this podcast. I really appreciate you listening. Um, I appreciate you listening so much. And I will be back with you probably more about this subject because it's just a subject that I practice. And that's a wrap.